You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 891. K-H-O-L and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and as always, my loyal co-host, Graham Trainer. You and me, here I am. Oh, a Batman impersonation right off the bat? Oh, that, damn, that was a pun that I did not like. Oh, oh, bat? That was pretty on the nose. As I get older more puns come out of my mouth and I think it's just brain damage. I think I've damaged the part of my brain where puns are inevitable and they come out of my mouth. It's terrible. Well, you're, you're at the age to have, to have children. So you kind of age into dad jokes just naturally. You have, you have Dawson around. Dawson probably got some good dad jokes up his sleeve. Oh, sure. But it's one of those things. Yeah, you're right. I'm not a dad. It's so we, we, they, are they mislabeled as dad jokes and really it's just thirty something year old jokes? Sometimes I think it's I think it's thirty something jokes. I think a lot of it has to do with with aging. You kind of like have to get rid of some of those jokes that you couldn't you can't really say anymore. Sure, we're a little more sensitive in society, so you 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 uh, switch to puns. We've they're evolved. more uh, they're more PG, more G rated. They're 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 a sign of evolution. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, evolution exists for all listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's like government mandated that people think it exists, but I don't know if it does. So how's uh what's the anger level? It's officially August on our on our uh, little radio show here. It is officially August. Angry August has started. I have started off August with a good time. So oh, I've I've quelled new. back. Yeah, I've quelled back the the anger, but I'm pretty sure by Monday I'll be feeling it feeling it a lot. Is it because it was so intense so quickly in terms of uh tourism volume earlier on this year that you you're going the other direction you're kind of mellowing away from the anger that started in june because it was angry june for you maybe maybe i'm calloused right that that first initial blast was like oh my god and now (laughs) it's maybe i'm maybe a little more patient but also i don't know if i'm in the realm as much like i'm i'm kind of in my own little world, I, I live two miles from work and I live on the south side of town. So I like drive those two miles and don't Me really too. get in the mix so much. South side? Yeah. So, yes, that's what's up. And so, Dude, South Side, uh, White Sox are good this year. The Cubs aren't. It's all about the South Side. All right. All right. Me and the White Continue. Sox are, 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 are doing the same thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I'm also not, I'm also stuck in the warehouse, you know. I'm typing on a computer, answering phones, uh, making uh, bits and pieces of of crates. So I'm kind of stuck. I don't have to. I'm not out in it. I'm not in the field. So I don't know if I've gotten to it as much. But I will tell you, the amount of like, what am I trying to say? Um, designer dogs, hypoallergenic dogs. I see on leashes. Ooh. I'm like, I'm ready to snap. I'm like, what do you do? You brought that dog to Wyoming? Like, no wonder all these dogs are going missing. Y'all are just feeding the coyote population just designer dogs. And be like, my dog's missing. He's like, well, he's never been off a leash. And he sniffed wildlife for the first time. And little did you know, it was a coyote den. Like, I don't I don't know. I mean, that's just speculation. And, and I'm not making fun of anybody who lost their dogs to coyotes. That sounds tragic as hell. But maybe get a larger dog that 
will survive a little bit of wilderness interaction. Yeah. I mean, when you say the, the designer part of it, that's why the dog, that's why it's a great Pyrenees mixed with a Shih Tzu or whatever. And it's not a, you know, a cool golden lab, like a Griff. Yeah. Retriever. Griff lab? would be absolutely helpless. Griff grew up with an Akbosh at his side at all times. And that lady took care of business. She wasn't afraid of anything. In fact, the legend of Callie is only grows as time goes on, but she like f- faced down a mountain lion. She got kicked in the head by a moose. Um, she was part of the wild. She was a wild animal that just liked to be fed and had a little, you know, like to be, you know, get head patted on the mat, on the bed a little bit. You're like, Oh, you're a nice dog. But then she'd go and uh, jump a six foot fence and be gone for 72 hours. So we're like, well, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. We just have a wild semi feral dog that lives with me. Yeah, the great white shadow. I like the part about her, you know, trying to mess with moose and uh, mountain lions. She sounds like a, a tourist from Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, a big, a, a big white woman that likes to get in, get in altercations with with the with the moose. Yeah, exactly. I almost said mouse. <laughs> um, just as deadly. Uh, in fact, there's a there's a a plague there's a plague going on in Lake Tahoe. It's, it's passing amongst the chipmunks. So they're closing down certain sections of Lake Tahoe because the plague exists there. Chipmunk COVID? Chip, oh, I don't, I think the plague is a little older. I think we've dealt with this as a, as a society before, so maybe we're a little more prepared for a plague outbreak. <laughs> but it's just becoming one of those things as we, uh, as we move on into our 30s. We used to have worry about war a lot. Now that's being scaled back, and now we're just worried about dying of some infectious disease. Yeah, and the chipmunks, they don't have the the infrastructure to survive a plague they, so that's unfortunate they do not have the technology they're just going to have to hunker down and yeah. survive so godspeed to those chipmunks in lake tahoe thoughts and prayers and those those chipmunks that are anti-vaxxers go to hell yeah they they don't even stand a chance the other ones are like hey man maybe we shouldn't share a den tonight and they're like what what are you what are you soft Plague can't get me um let's let's talk about the bison update though because you mentioned tourists and wildlife we had a close encounter last week where the guy had a little extra in his pants as that bison pudding yeah he had it was a near miss but he had so much dust and dirt on him from the bison i'm like that is so close we gave him a 0.15 last week this week a subaru was the victim yeah subaru is a yeah it's a car uh, you see them in Jackson sometimes. You probably will always be behind one. Um, I'd say that I don't know what we're going to we, – we, is it a quarter point because a car is a quarter of a human in terms of how important it is? Maybe, but also like <laughs> I was going to sneak it down because it wasn't in, in an interaction with a human and the people were slowly making their way by the bison, the male bison, yeah. but it's the beginning of the rut. I was going to award it that 0. 0.15, 0. 0.2 range, maybe 0. 0.1 range, because the bison clearly was like, I've had enough of this, and stuck its horn in the side of the car. So there was like a definitive action by the bison going against humans, and it made contact. Yeah, it made serious contact. I wish I, I didn't see if there was a before and after shot of the car door. No. If it was the passenger side got destroyed. There's no doubt in my brain that those people were like, are you kidding me? After the initial shock wore over, they were like, are you kidding me? They take it to the body shop and they're like, back left panel. And they're like, what you hit? It's like, well, no, I didn't hit anything. A bison hit me. Hopefully they got rental insurance. Um, with a Subaru around here, it's probably, it's actually, 
You know what it probably is? It's probably, what's that new app called where you rent your car, Toro? It's probably some local's car on Toro, <laughs> and the bison stuck its horn through the left back panel, and they returned it to the owner, and he was like, are you serious? <laughs> sorry, sorry, bro. Um, you live out here. Don't you know? Don't you know? Um, so I'm kind of leaning between point one and point two. We might call it a point one five, but I'd like to get your opinion first. Yeah, point one five. I think that was my first, my first inkling. Let's just stick with that. Okay. All right. So point one five because of a uh, contact damage made, but there was no human to animal uh, contact. So we'll 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 do it a point one five. That but, brings our total yeah. to one point nine. Oh, as I like of, that. As of August the sixth, our over under number is two point seven five. So we're within one incident of hitting the over. I'm pretty, I'm actually excited because you said, you about to say the number, you said 1.9. I was a little worried that we went so fractional, uh, <laughs> we went so fractional heavy that we were at like 1.7285 or something. We can, add a, we can add a 0.0285 on that and make it 1.9. No, no, no. Let's not, we don't want to cook the books. We don't want this to be like the, the 2017 World Series. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. So everyone keep no, a track no at home. Yeah, no, no asterisks. Everyone keep a track at home. That's 1.9. The over under is 2.75. Everyone, everyone, the over is very much alive coming down to the home stretch of three weeks to go of our summer tour season. But uh I think it's time to huddle up, trainer. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did we talk about the figure eights yet? Uh no, go for it. The the figure eights is the most electric sporting event, single event in all of Jackson. And it was, it delivered this time. Good. We, we hadn't had it since 2019. Last year we missed it. Those guys and gals out there were trading paint. Doors are getting knocked off. Cars are getting flipped over. Radiators are getting busted. Tires were getting popped. Axles were getting cracked. I was pretty sleepy. One of my close friends got married this weekend in town, and we had a big old time. And I was like, I don't know if I can do. I don't know if I can do figure eights. I walked through the pit, and I was like, I am fired up. There's people cranking. Yeah, there's people cranking on mufflers trying to get them back in line. There's just so much excitement. I walk in. It's the usual crowd feeling at home. And you know what I saw that really upset me? Cute dresses coupled with cute hats. Oh, gosh. And those heels. I was like, no, 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 no. This is our space. This is our, you have taken a ticket. Where's your denim? Where's your damn denim? Yeah, I don't, I just need to see some sort of cutoff NASCAR t-shirt and some jean shorts or jorts or whatever you want to call them. Um, some sort of tasteful plaid. I don't know. I needed to see that before. Like, oh my goodness, look, it's the figure eights. Maybe we should take some pictures. I'm like, down in front. Down in front. Unless you're placing bets or taking bets, you need to get out of the front row. Sit down. I mean, I can, I can speak for being self-loathing. And I live in a cute dress, cute hat household. Yes. So I, I've been there. I've, I've been embarrassed. I've been embarrassed for myself and my my family. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sporting event. Feeling a little hot. <laughs> feeling a little hot under the collar after just going ahead and just ripping uh, 
<laughs> Didn't mean to disc- throw your family under the no, bus no, no. there. My family. That's my family. I feel like I feel like Selfie Queen would know that it's the figure eights and she would dress appropriately. That's not cute hat, cute dress kind of crowd. Well, I pick her I pick her stuff out anyway, so it all, oh, it all yes. works out. Yeah, you're, we're going you're, to the baseball game. I pick out the umbros and the no tear shirt. We're going to we're going to go dancing tonight. Pick out the cute dress, the cute hat. See, there you go. I'm, you're so you're so woke, trainer. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that happens in your world. You can't wear that. You must wear a Dale Earnhardt sleeveless shirt, selfie queen. This is the figure eights. The term is beta male, not woke. Beta male. All right, <laughs> one one away from alpha. Um. I'm glad the figure eights are good. I'm glad they're back. Um, one thing to note is, or I had a question. Did you see that Subaru that got destroyed by the Bison? Did somebody just convert that into a figure eight car? Because that would have been perfect. Is that what that Subaru? It had a fresh paint job, <laughs> but is that why it had a hold inside? Dude, it's like it was somebody's a- like, why are you why are you submitting a 2017 Subaru into this? Like, well, I was the Bison guy. Uh, oh, oh, get in car, here. Your car's effed. Get get anyway. in here. There was a. Uh, a PT cruiser that made a lot of noise. It seemed heavier than all the other cars. It really muscled. Yeah. Really muscled them around. There was one guy that flipped and that was scary. The whole crowd was silent. They get him out of his car and he does not let the moment pass. He runs and jumps on the backside underneath his car. Right. So it's flipped over and just raises his hands like stone cold Steve Austin. And the place went wild. And I was like, I love this race. It's like Giannis coming back for the finals. A lot, I would say a lot like that. They flipped the car wow. over and he kept racing. It was great. Um, let's huddle up. Let's do it. Uh, for those first-time listeners, the huddle is four segments or four categories. It is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something that we are stuck on, and your quote slash question of the week. That is your flex option. I'm going to kick it to you, Graham. What is your good news of the week? I guess mine is three little bullet points that all are good things for America and Olympics. All right. Miss Simone, right. Simone Biles came back and she took a bronze to kind of tell the tell the tell the world, hey, not only the haters that were mean, which is not not right, you know, when she's trying to focus on her mental health, but she came back and you know showed everybody that she was okay. And opened up about, I think, the death of her aunt, but then won won the bronze, which was sweet. USA basketball, uh, they advanced to the finals by blowing out Spain in the second half. So they're gonna they're gonna play France, who beat my Slovenia, Lucas, which really hurt my feelings. So I want to see Luca versus USA, and I would definitely be on the fence of who to root for there. And then lastly, okay, okay, you got to remember the creed: God, country, and guns or whatever it is god state and within the state is the dallas mavericks and within the dallas mavericks is luca within slovenia luca was born you see where my head goes also i i had a soft spot for slovenia as well because mike lotion hands toby is on slovenia and was actually performing pretty well Mm. i'm glad to hear that maybe we need to get him on the on the the roster i just want to make like the mavericks just be the slovenia roster because they've been doing really well for a 16 seed is that what they were? Something like that. They're in the teens. Is that because Luca was playing NBA for the last four years and didn't play a a minute for the Savinium national team? And once he was done <laughs> the NBA, he was like, hey, you mind if I join you? And they're like, oh, thank God. 
He's here. We we barely we limped into this competition. We need you to get here. Uh, my last one was I, I think this is like you were talking about we talked about basketball a minute ago. Dudes, dudes as in male soccer, they won like the NIT of something called the Gold Cup versus Mexico. Yes, I don't know what it is really. It's like the, the Concaf that I've seen the Concacaf. Conquer calf before, but I if you want to explain it to me, being a, a soccer head with uh, the Tottenham Hotspurs, you can. But if you don't want to waste the time, it's okay. Um, here's my basic understanding: Conquer calf st- stands for it's like the first letter of every single country. Uh, the A being America, and it's st- uh, I can't list oh, the countries, like, it's, it's but like it's, the, it's like the U- UN, but using more letters. Exactly. It's it's Canada, United States, Mexico. I'm not sure where the M is in CONCACAF, so that might be inaccurate. But there's also some very small Caribbean uh, Atlantic islands mixed in yeah, and maybe nice. some of Central America. Um, and we all play a tournament, and we had the U.S. men's national team, like under-23 team play, like the B squad. And they end up winning the entire thing. So that is like you're looking at the kind of the future of U.S. soccer, and that's why everybody's excited. Like I can't wait for eight years down the road when we when we actually have the ability to play in the World Cup. Our future looks bright. I gotcha. It's the futures game. Yes. Yeah, it's, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that because Mexico won this a few years ago. It was a big deal for Mexico. It was like Mexico's future in soccer and men's soccer, and now it makes sense that people get excited for. The potential here it's the rookie game and nba all-star game it's the futures game and, and the baseball all-star game it's kind of like hey check, take a look at all these young fellows that hopefully won't get injured and we'll stick with soccer and, <laughs> and we'll be good in 2028 yeah yeah okay well, fair enough that's that's my basic understanding of the excitement yeah any other part of that i do not i do not get um my good news of the week Oh, can we mention something about Simone Biles? Sure. Uh, Djokovic said something about like pressure and being an athlete, and contextually, they all the headlines read Djokovic says something about Simone Biles, like pressure or mental health. And I don't think it was, I think it was misconstrued a little bit, but it was funny to watch Djokovic say, "Yes, pressure is a real thing. It's how you respond." And then he smashes a bunch of rackets and like throws a chair like Bobby Knight, spits on the ump, and and loses his absolute mind. And it must be because he's got COVID brain, and he's had COVID 30, 30 times at this point, and has had an absolute meltdown in the Olympics and got disqualified. We, 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 can, we can blame this on COVID, but he was doing some of that stuff in 2019 too. So, <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'll try to give him an out there, but apparently yeah, trainer, yeah. trainer's a little tougher on Djokovic than I am. <laughs> I am. I'm a federal guy. <laughs> um, good news of the week for me. Football is back. People are in pads. The lights are on. And football is being played tonight. We record on Thursdays. It's the Hall of Fame game. So we're seeing some of the scrubs play. But it's got that feel. It does. Uh, the Cowboys lost. So we're in midseason. Midseason form here in, in football world. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I recognize this this pattern. We just not. I didn't score. recognize any of our. I didn't recognize any of our quarterbacks tonight. So yeah, that's part of not part of not recognizing things. Obviously, Dak has. He's got like a little. I hope he doesn't have to have Tommy John surgery, but he's got a 
quote unquote baseball like injury to his arm. So he's kind of, I think it's kind of a dead arm. I'm thinking you have a broken leg that went 90 degree angle to the wrong, uh, in the wrong direction. You don't throw a ball for a while and you start throwing your arm out. So I'm hoping that's all it is. Just a little wear and tear, a little rust. Yeah. Not that he would have played much. We did see Donkey Harris. He broke off a, a three-yard run behind that awful line for the Steelers, so that was a good good sign. Fingers crossed for his health this year. I'm really worried about the Steelers. We'll talk. We'll break down the AFC and the NFC North on the other side of the huddle. Um, I do not give Steelers much of a shot this season. Oh, um, my good news of the week. Besides football is back. Also, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I wanted to say this. The storylines coming out of camp are so fun because maybe because we we don't get football year round that you hear stuff like Daniel Jones at the bottom of a pile during yes. a fight. And that mental visual to me is hilarious. Oh, you mean a white Duke athlete getting, getting mauled at the bottom of a, of a dog pile? Yeah, well, as you put it like that, yes. But also yes. I can just see him just not paying attention. Like he looks like the Brooks brother, Eli Manning, number two. He looks like a complete uh, robot. And, not not a robot. That's that would be he's almost just, a compliment. He's, he's got the he's got the like he's got the like Ivy League uh, prep boy like sloop look that it looks like it's more it's a more handsome Eli. Yeah, it's like is this guy an eye banker? Is he the IT guy or does he play quarterback for the for the Giants? Like I really don't know the answer to that. Um, I could just see him getting lost and being like, "Hey, what's the next play?" And then people just getting into it, and he's like, "Oh, guys, cut, hey." Hey, hey. And then next thing you know, he's at the bottom of the of the scrum, like, guys, cut it out. Cut it out. Coach gonna be so mad. Uh, but I would, if he, I was the coach, I I mean, good lord, I'd be mad. Yeah, the NFC East is looking great again going into the season. Uh mm-hmm. they got the quarterback from the Giants on the bottom of a scrum pile getting hit in the head with helmets and fists. Uh you got the Washington football team who a bunch of bunch of players won't get vaccinated, even though they have a newly um, cancer newly survived cancer cancer survivor in yeah. Ron Rivera. Just asking, please, please, just be considerate. And you got the Eagles. You got Jalen Hurts supposedly sticking it up. Although we're a Jalen Hurts podcast, so we're hoping we're hoping he's not terrible. But I hope the Eagles stink. But they also traded away Wentz, and the fact that Wentz got hurt makes their pick worse in the draft next year. So That's right. the NFC East is NFC East is thriving as usual. I love those stories. I also saw Jameis Winston go through like an anti-fumble like cart or, you know, those things that have the gauntlet, the, the gauntlet. gauntlet. He, yeah. It looked unathletic. <laughs> and I was like, God. and Jameis Winston is getting so much love, not from necessarily people saying Jameis Winston looks good, but I see his face on the internet so much more than I see Hill's face on the internet. Uh, um, and it's like, Man, are we kind of like pushing this narrative that Jameis Winston is going to be starter week one? And I really want him to come in like week three after the Saints go 0 and 3 and 0 and 4. So, like, there's kind of like less blame for when Jameis comes in and he stinks. It's like if Jameis starts and he stinks, he's going to see the bench for the rest of the year. Whereas if he comes in a month in, it'll be a little more forgivable in my, in my tiny brain. I'm like, oh, he's the backup. So he's allowed to throw the interception to that outside linebacker three times a game in my brain. I see what you're saying. It's kind of like it's like the Bucks this year. They were they were better as an underdog than they were as a favorite. It's like you want him, you want Taysom Hill to stink it up 
Uh, Kamara can't get it going because Taysom Hill's running the offense through him stakes. And then Jameis comes in and lights it up and has a good feeling of, oh, I'm, I'm, I kind of saved this team. Yes, that's what I want. That's the narrative that's I'm trying to push. That's what Jameis needs. All the Jameis, all the Jameis pictures, he's very stoic nowadays. He doesn't have that. I just stole a bunch of shellfish from a store smile grin on his face. He looks very, he's very dialed in, Massey. I'm excited. I saw him grinning with a snow cone in his hand after the Saints practice, but uh, I missed that. They were like, <laughs> "You did? How did you? Uh, how did you was miss that?" Was it online at the right moment? It was like snow cones to beat the heat. I was like, "Are we? Is this what we're doing as Saints fans now? We're enjoying the, We're enjoying the small stuff. Great. This season's gonna suck." Skip Bayless um, breaking break it down. Jameis Winston gets a cherry snow cone. Can cherry snow cone lovers be leaders? <laughs> <laughs> What's your critical number of this week? Uh, mine's uh, – so I, I had two for this one. Um, or not three, but we can do this one first. It has to do with Wentz. He's – number two is his number. Uh-huh. Now he looks to be, depending on what kind of moves they make, the number two quarterback again – after he goes down, they're yes. going to try to start Easton. Easton's from Georgia. Is that correct? Jacob Easton went to Georgia and just threw it so hard. He was like, you know what? I'm going to throw it through this cornerback and didn't, couldn't do it. Who took his job? He got, he went down for a little bit. Wait, they, they took his job? Someone took his job and I forget, I forget they who took it his was. Job? And yes. then Kirby he transferred. Kirby Smart took his job by pulling him out. Yeah, maybe. No, it was injury related. It was one of those things where he's got sidelined and then the backup did so well that there there was no way that he was going to regain his job. They draft another five star quarterback. I forget all the um people who were involved, but then he transferred to Washington and he almost made the college oh, that's right. playoffs. So he technically is out of Washington University, but he was a big time Georgia recruit. Yeah, I remember him. He was competing with Fromm back in the day, right? Was it Fromm? That's who it was. That's exactly yeah. who it was. Yeah. So, yeah, it was um, – yeah, so Eason is, I guess, the starter now until they make a move, which I thought was funny that number two is Winston's number. And then after that quote last year where Minshew said he doesn't take poops anymore because number two is not an option for him, mm-hmm. and they're looking to trade for Minshew, which would be difficult within the division. But both teams are going to probably stay – well, I mean, the Colts are – built pretty nicely around Wentz. Uh-huh. Um, but the funniest part is if they bring Foles in, because that will be the second time Foles will franchise cuck Carson Wentz at this point. Yeah, he's like, hey, remember me? He's like, yeah, I took, your, I took your jab. Son of a... You took my jab? Yeah, I won the Super Bowl. I took your jab. Um, that, that would be that would be funny to have them in the same film room. I'm, I'm sure they're buds, though. You win a Super Bowl... And all you remember is the good times. You're like, well, we won the last game. It's like kind of the last interaction you had with a human being was celebrating a Super Bowl. Then I think you can get a, get around your differences. Do you think Bledsoe and Brady are friends? Or they ever were? I don't know. I'm kind did of they ever win a, of this. Can they ever win? Did they ever win a Super Bowl together? Yeah, Brady took – Bledsoe got hurt. Brady came in as this six-round, you know, weird-looking, scrawny Michigan kid. And then he, the rest is history. But Bledsoe had to sit on the sidelines – when he was healthy, when he had healed and Brady had done such a good job with the offense and taking them all the way through the playoffs, it was like, we're not going to start Drew Bledsoe in the AFC title game. And then the Super Bowl after that, we're going to keep Brady in. Bledsoe's kind of on the sideline, like, great. So that's it for me, huh? Well, yeah. I'll just I don't know. It, kick it's rocks. interesting. I wish, I wish there was more like 
if you interviewed two quarterbacks that have gone through this, I would love to hear perspectives like in all honesty. That'd, that'd be very interesting to listen to. Well, it has to be the alpha. The alpha athlete has to like think in the back of their head even when they're sitting on the sideline when they're a little bit injured. They're like, wouldn't it be nice if they lost and everyone was like, yeah. well, if they had Carson Wentz, they would w- would have won, or they had Drew Bledsoe, they would have won. And they kind of had that narrative surrounding you. I think is a more kind of an attractive narrative, like deep down somewhere in in your heart. Yeah, I mean it's tough because I, I being being petty myself, I would be on the sideline like, please don't win the Super Bowl, please don't win the Super Bowl. I'm the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> this is my team. You're the quarterback now, Mox. Um, sell this stupid ring. Stupid ring doesn't mean anything to me. My critical number of the week: thirty-two point four years old. Oh, this is okay. So my second number was eight, meaning the number of players on your team, the Lakers, that you're referring to, average age is 32.4. Yes. Am I right? Boom. Yeah. I wrote down the eight players. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. I didn't realize there were eight. I thought that Carmelo Anthony kind of skewed this stat a little bit because he's so old. I was like, oh, Carmelo got Carmelo and who else? Russell Carmelo, who's 37. That's it. And he's actually, I wrote this down, he's seeking the triple crown in basketball, which would be winning a national championship, winning a gold medal in the Olympics, and then winning an actual NBA finals because he has not ever gone past maybe the Western Conference Finals. So yeah. he's got that like opportunity. Nuggets, maybe. You got Bron Bron, 36. You got Dwight. This is his third time being on the Lakers. <laughs> um, he's 35 or 36. You got Russ, Mark Gasol, Trevor Ariza, who was on the get, this he was on the 09 Kobe championship team for the Lakers, so he's back. And no way. Wayne, two guys named Wayne Ellington and Kent Bazemore. Household names, Kent, Kent, and Household. whomever you just said. Kent Bazemore and Wayne Ellington. Now LeBron James is all over social media claiming, "Go ahead and trash talk us." I I'm gonna thrive on y'all saying we're too old. And in the back of my head, I'm like. You know what side you can always take and always and always win with, besides the Tom Brady aspect of this is Father Time. Like you're just not going to win against Father Time. It feels a lot like when the Lakers stacked had that absolutely stacked roster and couldn't yeah. get it done. Who was that? Kobe, Steve Nash, Carl Malone. Um, uh, you're getting. There's actually you, you've got two there. You got the first one was. Carl Malone, Kobe, Shaq, and Gary Payton yes. slash the glove. When they second lost to the Pistons, right? Co- yeah, second one was Kobe. This team was way worse because they missed the playoffs. or got, They barely got up the eight seed and got bounced. This was Kobe, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, and Pal Gasol. That was the embarrassing, like, 2012 or 13 team. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just can't wait to see – Westbrook and LeBron play. I think that's going to be interesting. And Anthony Davis, he's old, right? He's like 29. I mean, I'm older than Anthony Davis, but no, I'm not. He might be 33. He might be my age. He's, he looks 48, but he's 28. I'm such a dumb dumb. Can't even remember when Anthony Davis came through Kentucky. I was like, did I watch Anthony Davis in March Madness while I was in college? Yes or no? I think so. I'll just go with 33. The bushy beard and the eyebrow make him look. They 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 bump it up about ten years. Okay. All right. Well, at least there's these justification for my uh, tiny brain. Um, go. On. You have another critical number. You said. Yeah, sixty million. Sixty million. That is. Uh, I have no idea. 
This is how much Steph Curry will make in his fourth and final season in one season for the Golden State Warriors. This comes from his newly signed $215 million contract for four years. I think the first three are $50 million. So we're getting into some big-ass money. It's wild to think about that money compared to, you know, like what Mahomes is being paid. But it's, you know, basketball versus football, which already guarantees and also the size of the roster. But it's pretty wild money to say 50 and $60 million being paid a year to a player on a team. I also think he's the only NBA player ever to sign back-to-back $200 million contracts. I think that's right. Was his first one 200-something? The one that's expiring is like 200-something, and the one that he just got is 214 or whatever you just said. Oh, yeah, Todd, Todd just confirmed that. Thank you, Todd. Really, our R&D department is re- – Todd, Todd, is he still in your basement? Yeah, he's here. Okay. Well, He's in the closet. Tell him I said hey if you let him out of the closet. Um, he says yeah. hi. No, turn the light off. Yeah. I think they should do everything in their power to make uh, Curry – stay in Golden State for his entire career. He is the best shooter in NBA history. He doesn't have just like a side like a corner 3 or an elbow 3 or top of the key 3. He shoots well from beyond the arc wherever it is and he's been in clutch moments and he has big shots and he has a handle and he has all these highlights and he's got the championships to back it up. You just don't let that go to the Chicago Bulls or or wherever. You just keep paying the man, and he will keep working and producing. It just seems like a pretty sure bet that you're going to get 100% out of him regardless. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I was kind of surprised after they got Wiseman last year, and he's kind of a work in progress. He's kind of a, kind of a project. They kind of drafted two more athletic kind of project guys, and I'm, I'm seeing – I'm very interested in what their next move is. I feel like they're going to do something with these players because they're not ready to compete on a team that wants to win now because, you know, they got Clay coming back and they got Draymond who's very old and they have Seth who just signed this contract to pretty much stay in Golden State likely through his career as long as things go well the next four years. Also, Kyle Guy is getting a workout on Golden State's summer league team or something like that. Sacramento giving up on him? No, but I think he. I mean, I think Sacramento I he, and Golden State are pretty, yeah, are pretty fluid when it comes to trying out each other's athletes since they're only like what two hours apart, three hours apart. Um, also with Golden State, I like Wiseman. I've seen some things out of him that I'm like, okay, you have the size and the athleticism to be in this league. You just need to put it all together. Yeah, and we saw we saw DeAndre Ayton do that in these playoffs this year for the Suns, so it it can be done. Um, so moving on, uh, something that you are stuck on. I'm going to take this one. So I think it's worth discussing. I've been talking too much. You go for it. Michael Thomas has surgery like now, like right now. (laughs) Has it really been three days? Yeah. It's like, wait, wait a minute. What are you talking about? This is news. that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Exactly. It's one of those things where like, which party messed this up? If he needed surgery and it was like, no, you can rehab it, that's the doctor's fault. If the doctors came to him and said, you need surgery, and Michael Thomas said, no, I'm going to rehab it, that's Michael Thomas's fault. But I'm assuming as an athlete, 
he was probably seeking the best advice that he had and whoever had the advice either delayed it or he was ignoring. I don't know, but someone I want to point a finger at and yell at, and I don't know who it is, but I'm, it, it hurts with the saints looking down the barrel at a eight and eight season, not seven. Oh, you man. got it. Okay, no, eight, I got this. Eight, eight, and nine, eight and nine or ten and seven or seven and ten. Okay, yeah. it's it's eight and nine. Thank you. <laughs> nine and eight. Nine and eight. We're uh, optimistic. We're gonna we're gonna do this wrong. Luckily I wrote down every uh the records predicting the AFC and NFC North later. I was like, Oh yeah, I can't do that. I just scratched out a couple of times. Um <laughs> point being, it's gonna hurt. It's all gonna run through Alvin Kamara at the beginning of the season. He Michael Thomas isn't expected to be back. And even then, the timetable is shady from surgery. Mid-season, at that point, the Saints' season might be decided. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those things where I'll, we'll just go ahead and blame let's let's blame um, oh, what's his name? I just I really like had his name queued up. The defensive coordinator who was part of Bounty Gate. We just sure. Him, so he him. could be resuspended. Greg Williams. Thank um, you. The defensive coordinator from, from 2009, he's to blame. But um, he's still in the league. He coaches defense somewhere super random. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's he's the village bicycle of defensive coordinators. Everybody's had a ride. <laughs> but but for for two quarterbacks who are trying to survive and make you know you got Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. You know what the nicest thing, the nicest um, you know bit of a bit of a weapon you could have for them would be. Michael Thomas healthy, so it sucks. Yeah, the wide receiver that if you throw the ball in his in his general facility, <laughs> he'll catch it, and he catches the most balls and the most contested balls out of any wide receiver in the league. That would be super helpful. That'd be really helpful to have. You know what the Saints did? They went out and got Devontae Smith from the Falcons, which we haven't heard of in three or four years. That's going to help us out. Devon, Devontae Freeman. That's what I meant. Devontae Smith of the Eagles. Sorry, Devontae Smith, Slim Reaper. He's hurt, Devontae he's hurt too. I saw him. What did he do? Like a hamstring? Um, I don't know. But obviously the people that said he's too little, his draft stock should plummet. Those people are they're right now. So, you know. Oh yeah, because in, yeah. Anyway, what is your stuck on? Uh mine is Quinn Ewers. Is that how you yes. say Yes, yes. I'm happy yes. you're bringing this up. Yeah, he's um, so he's the Southlake Carroll would be senior who was going to go to UT, but the NIL regulations in Ohio are a little more lax. So he's able to sit out his whole senior year in high school to make money, I guess, online. Um, that's not like a boomer, but on social media. And instead, he's going to go to Ohio State. Um, Say that again. Say that again because you broke up. Oh, sorry. He's. So he's foregoing his senior year to make money for name and image likeness by just hanging out, probably doing workout videos with protein Sick. bars and, and watches and make money off, off that. And he's going to go to Ohio State instead of uh, Texas because of the NIL rules for high school athletes in Ohio. I guess they're, they're not anti but they are in Texas. So this is where the NIL stuff is getting weird where it's, it's, it's going into high school too. So this brings up a huge talk topic. Cause he is easily um, 
He's recon- the number one prospect. Sorry, bad quarterback. I probably should have mentioned that. Yes, he's easily the most recognizable number one prospect at quarterback because he's got this bleach blonde mullet. Props yes, on him. <laughs> and if uh, if you have some distinctive feature like that that is super recognizable, marketing teams love it. Uh, if you look like Daniel Jones, people are like, what am I going to sell with Daniel Jones? Like, oh, look, a bleach blonde <laughs> mullet. Let's sell some like – I don't know, like bows and arrows and like bass bass fishing equipment. Who who cares? Um, but that has shifted, and it's the NIL thing has shifted to this high school athlete where all that backroom shady deals of universities offering these kids money now that it's out in the open and they have to make those decisions openly, it draws much more criticism on like a seventeen year old kid who. Maybe he needs a million bucks. I I certainly needed a million bucks when I was seventeen years old. Um, point, <laughs> did point, you? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I needed a million. About, I needed about thirty dollars a week, and and I could probably I could survive easily. I would have been in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true. Thank God I wasn't rich when I was. But yeah, yeah. I'm- I hear you're saying I'm, I'm just, I'm a little concerned. You know, there's people that, you know, uh, Texas high school football is religion in this state. So I'm a little worried about where that's going to, you know, leave things for seniors that want to sit out and not, you know, play, play hardcore, you know, Texas football and like get, get into the playoff system and go, go for a state championship. Like, is that going to start to kind of mess that up a little bit? What's funny is that it's also, it's also there is something about your senior year in high school. There really yeah. is. And there's part the of Yeah, and there's like, hey, you should make this business decision as a 17-year-old kid, but as a 17-year-old kid, you're like, I kind of just want to hang out with my friends and like throw touchdown passes. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, that's that, that's also kind of like the this is kind of getting into it just popped in my head. It's kind of getting into child acting where all the (laughs) Macaulay Culkin didn't turn out so great. So I just, you know, these kids, these kids are starting a little too early. It's like a million years ago when Saban tried to recruit a kid in seventh grade. It's like, yeah, that's, that's fine and all, but that's kind of a funny, just kind of a tabloid, but this is where kids are actually um, sacrificing time with their friends. Like you said, playing on a team, playing for something like a, like a state championship that it, it gets a little, little wonky in my opinion. Agreed. Um, we are surprisingly getting a little low on time. We have about 15 minutes left, so let's make sure we don't miss the AFC North and NFC North previews. What is your quote or question of the week? I took Viagra before every game, and people thought they'd stop me. How are you going to stop me running on three legs every Sunday, Chad Ochocinco? Is it? Did he recently say this? Is this like a Hall of yeah. Fame interview? Is he making the rounds? I think, I think he's doing his. We were talking about Calvin and these guys, Megatron, doing their kind of their their book tours, McConaughey when they go on podcasts, and I think he's just kind of making his rounds, spitting spitting stuff to people. Uh, great quote, another another masterpiece. After Minshew, I didn't think he could be one up, but I think Chad Ochocinco just tied him. He has a very special place in soundbite history for all the things he's said, mic'd up. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was in like the in the midst of probably the beginning of miking players up on the sideline. I remember the, you know, the, the fake hall of fame jacket. He had all sorts of brain antics going on. 
what a gem. I don't even know if he's going getting inducted in the Hall of Fame this weekend or tomorrow or today or whenever it was, but he's got he's got the numbers, right? I think he's got the numbers. He doesn't have any playoff pedigree because the Bengals were so bad. And then he kind of fizzled out. He tried to play from he tried to play for the Patriots. I don't know if he made the whole season there. But that's right. I mean, the football hall of fame's tough. You know, the NBA Hall of Fame, everybody gets in. NFL Hall of Fame, pretty, pretty tough. All right, my quote or question, then we'll get up to the AFC, NFC North. Um, is from a Texas senator. This has been a very Texas heavy podcast. Um, so I so I'd guess he'd rather lose to Alabama than TCU. So I guess he'd rather lose to Alabama. This is about somebody saying this about Steve Steve Sarkeesian. Well, no, Steve Carr, he had a great quote where he said, Texas is everyone's biggest game this year when referring to their transfer to the SEC. So Steve knows that he's like, oh, boy, what a mess I just inherited here at Texas. But this is actually a Texas senator, not one a, not one that represents Texas in the United States Senate, but I think a one that represents Texas in the state of Texas. Does that make sense? Is that how government works? Yeah. Her name is Lois, which I didn't know there was any more Loises Lois. left in the world. I thought Lois they all, I thought they all died out like in the sixties. Um, and I, I'm not even going to attempt her last name, Colkhurst. She was grilling the Texas president Jay Hartzell, and just was throwing so much shade. I wonder if she's a TCU alum. I should have looked that up. You have Todd knock on the closet door and have Todd look this up, but. She was talking about how how Texas had not had recent success in football, and in the middle of his answer, Jay's like, "Well, no, we haven't we haven't had the success that we wanted." And she just under her breath goes, three and seven against the Horn Frogs." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> Lois, come on, sister, bring the heat!" And it's just it's just going to be a great it's gonna it's gonna be just a great talking point for the next four years or three seasons or I forget how it pans out of just Texas getting trash talked by everyone in the state of Texas. Yeah, the arrow on their back. Baylor just won a national title in basketball. OU is pretty much earned their spot in the in the in the best conference in in college football by going to the playoff like yes. four three or four times out of the out of the past like eight years or whatever it's been around, however long it's been around. They'll get OU will get the defensive athletes that they are, are looking for after two or three years in the SEC. So that's oh, we're looking at 2030, you know, 2028. 20, and they'll catch up, they'll adjust. But te- they're on a way different tier than Texas. Yeah, Texas has gotten to go play like the fifth best SEC team in a bowl game that was actually a big deal for them the past few years. So they're on a yeah, they're on a different wavelength. Exactly. And I thought, I thought that was, I thought just, it just shows you how part of the fabric football is not only in Texas, but in the Southeast where it's like, I mean, it is Friday night lights down there. It's, it's not not only Friday night lights. It's why am I cannot think of the MTV movie with Mox varsity blues. It is all of that, all of that. Um, what Quinn Ewers is missing, man. What's that? So that's what Quinn Ewers is missing. Quinn Ewers, you need to go listen to uh what is that band called? Like Shining Lights. 
the one that's the Friday Night Lights theme song the whole time. Great. You need to have that in the locker room. Full blast. Listening, get, getting ready for the, the state championship, Quinn. Don't do explosions, it. Explosions in the sky. Thank you. Thank you. I, I drew a blank. It's getting late in the show and my brain is fried. But let's change gears. You ready to switch gears here? Let's do it. This is Trainer and I's annual breakdown of the NFL where we, where we make bold, incorrect uh, predictions about the upcoming NFL season. We break down every single division. This week, we're going to do the AFC North and the NFC North. I think the AFC North is a little more interesting, so maybe we'll save that and run through the NFC North pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so let me, for those of you that don't, know, that don't know, the NFC North, Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings, no one's going to catch the Packers. No, I don't think so. I was gonna, I was gonna do my second quote just to go into this NFL segment. Oh, oh, I, 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 I missed a transition. Go ahead. No, you're good. There, there's a pony in here somewhere. It's the old adage, with the boys scooping up the manure on Christmas Day, whistling "Here Comes Sandy Claus." This is Jerry Jones just recently in an um, interview. Jer- <laughs> that is. That's not what they do. And what are you talking about? When was the last time you scooped poop? <laughs> 1916. Yeah, he was like, I used to scoop poop. You're like, you haven't scooped poop in 50 (laughs) years. Don't give me that, Jones. All right, let's talk. He does does run the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and and he's not like scooping poop. poop. He's not doing it. He's scooping poop. But you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Figuratively speaking, he might be. The roster. The roster's poop. All right, Bears, (laughs) Lions, Packers, Vikings. What do you think about the Bears? The Bears, the Bears, Justin Fields, when can he get on the field? Uh, will it be this preseason? I hope so. I don't really want to see Andy Dalton play QB1 uh, again. I saw at least 9 to 10 to 12 games of that last year yes. on my own watching Cowboys games. Um, I'd say I'd put them – I'd probably put them – I see Justin, Justin Fields is going to – he's going to make an impact, and they're going to be second place in the division. Oh, second place. Let me look. Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought Justin Fields would take over kind of when it's either helpless or when Andy Dalton, um, throws like four picks in a game or something. I had him penciled in for like week six or seven. I had them going five and 12 and going in third in the division because I think the Vikings have an easier schedule and have a little bit of veteran leadership behind Kirk Cousins. The anti-vaxxer? I did forget about that. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I feel like so, the Vikings are to have that second spot at nine and eight. They just have an easier. They have an easier fair. schedule, and the Bears just. When was the last time the Bears? I mean, I guess they made the playoffs last year, but when was the last time you really felt comfortable predicting the Bears to be anything over five hundred? Ooh, I mean, even when Rex Grossman used to take them further than they should have gone when they lost to Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, that was that was basically Devin Hester just putting on a show, right? Returning kicks. Did um, their defense probably, score yeah, a probably, touchdown every single game? Yeah, the, and Erlacher. Um, probably, maybe yeah. The, those like middle years of Jay Cutler before he started um, smoking cigs and not caring anymore. Like yeah. I feel like he would, he could take them to over five hundred. But I, I'm on the same page with you. I'd say Vikings and Bears. I was putting both teams at like nine and eight, eight and nine, seven and ten range as third, second, and third place. So they were neck and neck. And I was thinking Kirk Cousins will miss 
maybe four games for not being vaccinated. So we'll oh, see how that works out. I like the unvaccinated part. I had them five, <laughs> five and twelve. And let's do honorable mention of the Lions. I think they're three and fourteen. I think they're bad. Like that's real nice. bad. I'd say that's I'd say two and fifteen. All right. So um we only have a couple minutes left here. Let's jump over to the AFC North where things will be a little more competitive. That's the Bengals, Browns, Ravens, and Steelers. Give me your division winner coming out of the AFC North. Uh, to tie a bow on that, Packers thirteen and four. We'll just say they run away. I oh, I have that. them at fourteen and three. Their schedule is pretty easy. All right, all right. Um, for the AFC North, oh, man. when the Brand- we did this earlier with uh, who was it? The oh, with Jameis and the Bucks. Yeah, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Can the Browns go into the season as a favorite instead of an underdog? They kind of are going into the season as a favorite. I'm pretty sure because of what they did in their defense, what they think yes. of Nick Chubb, what they think of B- Baker Mayfield and Kareem. his strong finish. Um, they got OBJ back. I feel that the Browns will underperform, only that they'll get second, and oh. they'll still make the playoffs, and the Ravens will win the division oh. without Morgan Cox. I thought that was going to be impossible. Um <laughs> I I have, the, I have the same thing. I have the Browns at twelve and five. The Ravens at eleven and six. The Ravens have a very winnable schedule. I think they. I had them splitting the the series with the Browns. That they're both having one and one. Um, I think the Steelers are going to be absolute garbage, and that's where the Browns, the Ravens, scoop up two wins apiece against them. Um, Baker Mayfield and the Browns seem to be going in the right direction. They seem to have figured out their identity, and they're uh, oh yeah, and we can run the ball. Um, I had the Browns winning this division at 12 and five, the Ravens coming in second, 11 and six. Tell me what you think about the Bengals. Cause this is a very interesting year for the Bengals. I think, as you said, I was going to ask you, you said the Steelers is going to be absolute garbage. So I was about to ask a follow-up question about the Bengals. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals have a better record than the Steelers this year. Oh no. I have them significantly better. I have the Steelers at four oh. and 13. Steelers have a tough. Ooh, bad. Yeah, I think they're going to be bad. I think their defense is good enough to keep them in that seven to ten, eight to nine range. I think this division will have it'll be one. It'll be like the. I mean, the NFC West. We'll get to that. Probably we'll do that next week. But that will probably be the best division in football. Where like I feel like the AFC North is one B or maybe like the second tier of divisions. Uh, and I think that you know all teams are talented. Burrow will come back, and I think he'll do well. He's got Jamar Chase back in his life. Um, the Steelers, I mean, Najee Harris is exciting. Big Big Ben, until he starts complaining about an injury, I can see them kind of start, starting hot again. That's like they did last year. Not, so I don't think they're going to be absolute, you know, 4-13. and 13. So I think this division is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty like, uh, cl- cluttered together. Like, the worst team is going to have nine losses, maybe 10. Oh, that's that's interesting. My my brain went something like Ben Roethlisberger has to try to throw it fifty times a game because he's going to be down because the offensive line is trash and with that many dropbacks is a higher percentage of Ben B- Big Ben getting hit and he's just not. How old is Big Ben? Thirty seven, thirty eight. I just yeah, don't... he's 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 way up there. I I will say maybe we see some Dwayne Haskins this year. Okay, so Mason Rudolph is penciled in as their second tier, but we have Dwayne Haskins as their third, but you saw him a little bit tonight and he had some success. I mean, he's yeah, I mean he's he's got the draft pedigree. Washington gave up on him. 
maybe he gets his act together. Maybe Tomlin talks some sense into and some sense into him. He gets his his stuff together and he shows some promise because Ben Ben's Big Ben is going to miss some time. Whether it's yes. whether you know whether he's injured going into the season or not, there'll be something in the middle of the year. And I wonder. I feel like Mason Rudolph has just proven to be so bad. He's so that bad. You can't, can't put him back in. I think that's what they like, though. I think Mason Rudolph has ten starts under his belt. Seven? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, including including the Miles Garrett brawl, which was probably the best Steelers game I've seen in a long time. Um, and the Bengals I have at nine and eight, and I think Joe Burrow does well. I'm just worried about his protection breaking down since they took a couple more wide receivers. I just don't think he's going to yeah. have the time to be able to get the ball to the wide receivers. Yeah, I'm just hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping he bounces back. Zach Taylor seems like a good quarterback guru type coach. So I hope he doesn't. You know, the Bengals just sink, and you know they are introducing their umpteenth coach, and they have something you know kind of special going into the next year. But yeah, I, I agree with Browns Ravens dogfight for first. I can't believe the Browns are. I think I can't believe I'm picking the Browns to win anything. But that's that's what they're doing. They've 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 done. They've drafted well. They've gotten some free agents. They've they've done their thing. Good job, Cleveland. Yeah. Sports fans, that is all the time we have here on Teton Sports Talk. Download our podcast. Look us up. We're available on iTunes wherever podcasts are located. TST is a black and blue label. Five star review. Say whatever you want. Don't care. But give us a five star res- review. We do it for the people. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to do Friday headlines or are we out of time? Oh, oh my. I have one written down here somewhere. We're, I always try to sign off early. Let's do a Friday headline. I have mine somewhere. You go ahead. Uh, mine was, the first one was, the U.S. Women's Beach Volleyball wins gold. Love it. Behind Alex Kleinman and April Ross. And my second one, this is more personal, after Slovenia and all the team chemistry there, yeah, Gordon Dragic he just got traded from the Heat to the to the Raptors via the Kyle Lowry sign and trade. The Mavs won him; they want to pair him with Luca, his Slovenian brother, and I think that's that trade's going down on Friday. All right, I did nail Trey Murphy becoming a Pelican. By the way, um, you did a good job. Friday headlines: There's going to be some. It's not going to come out for me. It's not going to come out that Mac Jones is the starter. But there is going to be a report on something cryptic Bill Belichick say, says that the Boston Ooh. media twist into saying Mac jo- Jones the clear uh, number one going going further into camp. Does that make yeah, sense? I see, yeah, I can see like a – what do you think of Cam's performance in this, in the, uh, in this preseason? Um, he's a great leader. So is he your quarterback starting week one? He's, he's a great leader. So that means he's not your QB one. He's he's leading the team. <laughs> that's exact. That's exactly it. And then they refer that they're like, oh, and then Mac yeah. Jones is now the starter. And that's how. Yes. There's going to be some sort of puffed up headline that Mac Jones is the starter. Okay, that is actually all the time we have. That is it, and that is all.